There is nothing like starting your week off than with the three of us. No? I agree. This is lovely. <laughs> Just the highlight of my week every week. Welcome into the Real Kimber <laughs> and Bourne Show. The three of us include Justin Bourne, mm-hmm. Sammy McKee, Nick Kiprios, and watching high above, making sure that we're doing well. Derek Brandeo and Jen Rolnick. I thought he died. I was, I was like, <laughs> we're about to do a tribute here to someone. <laughs> and watching us no, from the heavens. They're just on the second floor and we're on the main floor. <laughs> that's all. That makes sense. How, how was your weekends, guys? It's a good weekend. What yeah. floor, Derek, are you on? Third floor. See, I don't even know what floor we're on. There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, I don't know what I press. Yeah. Can I... How was your weekend, Sammy? Can I give you some details of my weekend? Yeah. Did you golf somewhere? No, why, you, I, why you got the, the look of being a weirdo? Uh, I, so, cat that swallowed the canary here? So went up north for uh, on Saturday. Had a wonderful time with my wife. Did a little, little getaway. Enjoyed some couch time yesterday watching some golf. Nice. Uh, was sleeping soundly uh, this morning around 5 a.m. when I was awoken by a loud crash and bang outside my house. I uh, went outside to have a look at what happened. And a guy traveling very fast on Jane Street crashed into a parked car, which in turn crashed into my parked car oh. at, five, at 5 a.m. Really? Yes. And it, uh, the car is pretty much written off. Three cars. Yours gone. written yes. off too? Yes. Just an absolute disaster. No way. Yes. Just so there you go. So that's how you, that's how you start a Monday morning, Ooh. boys. Five a.m. with a cop knocking at your door, being like, "Hey, guy ran into your car." So there you go, bud. That's how I started. So I want to tell you my details of my weekend. I was just, I was wondering. I, I didn't know if there's anybody on this show uh-huh. that I heard these commercials on the station. Mm-hmm. About, there's some, car, car? some some kind of cars that are oh, nice. I don't know. You need I mean, a Benz. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Kipper, you might need to give me a Benz, buddy. You need an excuse to go get a Benz now. Uh, no. Well, listen, I love this. Well, my, my beloved Toyota Corolla was doing pretty well, and she got banged well, up You know good. what? You mentioned it last week. I know. And now it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Wow. Weird. I know. I think you are leaning towards <laughs> a new car. I think it's Benz time. Yeah, thanks, Kipper. Yeah. So I'll, uh, well, we'll, t- we'll talk off air. I hope no one was hurt no under one was the hurt. circumstances. No one was hurt. The guy was all good. The one, the one guy was fine. Arrested, but no good. I don't think he even was right. He was charged, but he wasn't arrested. He left. He's had a nap at the wheel? Yeah, probably. He was fine. He came over. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm getting a Benz out of it, buddy. So. <laughs> <laughs> your, your Monday's worse than mine. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll talk to my people. Uh, I'll have my people call your people. There you go. Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, wherever you're watching and listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6, we're glad you are starting your week with the Real Kipper and Born Show. And wherever you cannot get us live, please download us uh, wherever you get, you get your pods. And remember, all week long, Texas 590-590. And if you give us a, a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. In yep. the meantime, mm. Mm. don't look now, but your Toronto Maple Leafs are on a Jack Hughes heater. Oh, boy. Just a straight heater for the boys. <laughs> I mean, what is going on here? This looks like a hockey team that, I don't know, is unrecognizable. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is is ba- like balanced. Yes. I mean, a hat trick from Tyler Bertuzzi, you know, a, a week removed from a hat trick for... McMahon, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see, and suddenly you can see a world where this team is 
you know, is competitive with some true, what they could look like at their best. The ceiling is definitely higher than I thought it was at one point. Just to give you an idea of like what is going on here, the, the balance in the lineup, uh, the Maple Leafs are a plus 21 in goal differential, meaning goals for against goals against. And it's the highest over a seven game span since February of 1993. Jeez. Like that's 30 years plus ago. It's a lot of goals. That is. And that's a lot of pucks out of your net. And that means that your guys who play a lot don't have to play as much, which helps you in a variety of ways. You can give other guys more opportunity, try different things. It's just, I mean, it's been really enjoyable to watch. Can I ask the two experts just an overarching question? Mm -hmm. What do you think the biggest difference is? What do you think? Is it the balance that you mentioned? Like, what has changed the most to make them look the way they look? I think the sense of urgency to get away from depending on four guys. That's it in a nutshell. And I don't even necessarily think that that was a conscious effort so much as they had a night where Marner and Tavares were sick and Riley was out. No, conscious. No. Yes. Kip, you think that McMahon wasn't going to play the game he scored a hat trick? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about uh, pulling Tavares off. The top six. That I'll absolutely but that, agree but with. But that, that, that stretches out your yeah. lineup, and that pulls more people in, and no bigger uh, guy that benefited more than Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Okay? But, Here's a guy that is ice cold, and you just needed to fit him in somewhere where it got him reengaged, yeah. and that was pulling Tavares off the power play one, and putting Bertuzzi in, and then there was a, a trickle effect around it. That's I, that's conscious. I agree with you. And I'll, yes, yes, totally conscious that in that case. the I think that them putting those guys in after the, the night those guys were sick and Riley did what he did and everyone played in different roles and they had success, it gave him permission to go to Tavares and say, you know, this worked pretty good when you weren't there. Maybe yeah. we'll try it for another game. Like, it's almost like the impetus to do something you had been wanting to do. And, yeah, since then, they've definitely stuck with it. And to great effect, it's definitely the difference is, is the lineup, having those guys spread out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, quick thought on Saturday night before we go to Sheldon's uh, first overview of the game. Or uh, you want to go to Sheldon first because – Give me, give me your quick thoughts on, on Saturday night because this was a team that is expected to challenge for a Stanley Cup. They got one of the best players in the world and in, in Nathan McKinnon, and the Leafs went in there and, and, and got two points in regulation. Yeah. yeah. They handled their business. I'll say I think they got lucky at times in that Samsonov looked very dicey to me and pucks didn't go through him that almost went through him. So they kind of got some breaks in that regard, but... Good push from the top guys. You know, the power play is probably the difference maker, right? They're 10 for 21 over the seven-game streak, 47%. That's incredible. Incredible. And, you know, I don't know. I don't think so much it's because Bertuzzi's there, but that to me is something in in the playoffs we've talked about a lot. Big game, big team. Get an opportunity with the power play. Can you take advantage? They haven't in previous playoff rounds. Yeah. This was a a night where they took advantage. That was my exact thought that, to me, this was the most playoffs type game they've played in a long time like I don't know why I just felt like the Stanley Cup final to me I don't know I was just really into it and it felt like two really good teams going after it against each other and the fact that the power play came through like there's a lot of Leaf fans out there that'll tell you the reason the first round exits not choking it's not this it's not that 
it's their power play. Their power play has gone cold at the wrong time. We've talked about this a million times. And for it to come through, especially with Bertuzzi, in a big game like that, my biggest takeaway. Plus, my other biggest takeaway is like we were very close to John Tavares becoming Patrick Stefan. On oh, the Pokemon. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you've seen Nate going the like, other way. Don't, it's just well, like when when Nathan McKinnon was coming through the neutral zone and he cut it to the outside, I actually looked away. I was like, <laughs> oh no. Like I I I, I was so watch. into I was so into that game. Yeah. And I just like, you know, it's yeah. It's the monotony of these games, but that one just felt huge, and I was so into it, I couldn't even watch. I thought it was going to be Stefan. Baffling he didn't shoot that. Yeah, because it rolled on him, and he was stuck yeah. in between, and he it just but shoot that's it. why you shoot it when the net's open. Shoot it at You're the across the red, yeah. yeah. Anyways, there, those are my two big yeah. ones. Anyways. All right, yeah, pretty much the same for me, yeah. that uh, nothing overly convincing that they dominated or they were able to uh, make people really believe that could they beat Colorado in a best of seven? Yeah, maybe, but uh, I mean, two, three weeks ago, you would have said not a chance. For sure. And they've they've now put themselves in a position to think that uh, why not, mm-hmm. right? With a couple of tweaks here and there, which we think are, are yeah. still coming, but maybe not to the uh, extent of that that sense of urgency that you had two weeks ago. There's more to build off, more to think about, and certainly Saturday night. Uh, I think illustrated that. Yeah, to your credit, you have been unwavering that, you know, the Leafs in playoffs, but I would say two weeks ago was when Sam and I were doing the whole, are we sure they're going to make the playoffs thing? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Up until the seven-game winning streak, Listen. I wasn't sure of anything. Right. And I, sure. I, I, even with Marner and Matthews by themselves, yeah. representing the A team yeah. I, with the B team right behind them, they would never let this team miss the playoffs. Yeah. It, it just felt like, okay, you know, we talked, I think, quite a bit about aren't they better getting the Rangers in round one and mm. playing out of the Metro and, you know. You sure about those Rangers? I don't know anymore. Yeah. No, in a row. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into the Rangers well, yeah. later on in the show. Can I ask you about Colorado? Feels like a team that's got a – I know they, they – Nachuskin came out of the player assistant program today, which is very good for him and for them. Yep, so that's, yep. that's good on both sides. But to me – just a little thin underneath the big guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot of Ryan Johansson, a lot of Cogliano and Colton. Well, they, 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 took a, they, they took a chance on Johansson. Yeah. It is and work. he's... I know he scored a couple recently, but it didn't work. There, there's a hole yeah. right now that has not been filled since Kadri left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you feel it. And just when they they're have... They're going to fill it, I bet. For sure. When it's, when McKinnon and Rantanen and... When Carr are on the ice, they're the best team in the world. There's not a there's not a team at the trade deadline that need a centerman more than Colorado. No, I boys, agree. when McKinnon is on the ice, yeah. he is a force of nature. He is just skates so hard yeah. all the time. As as a fan, there's few guys that really strike fear in your heart. Yeah, and it's him. It's McDavid, yeah. it's Kucherov, it's Pasternak, and that's like, that's it. But even like Kucherov and Pasternak aren't like McKinnon and McDavid. Well, no, they're the not. They no, no, it's no. different, it's different yeah. styles yeah. of fear, but those yeah. two guys, McKinnon and McDavid are on a different level Skating of scare. Yeah. yeah. But every shift, you're like, hanging on. Ha- you're hanging on that this guy's going to burn you. Yeah. Like if you were at the Iditarod and had to pick one hockey player to lead your sled dog thing, like yeah. Nathan McKinnon is getting hooked to the front of the whole sled dog. And the pass he makes on the first goal yeah. where he does the no look through the legs on the tape. It's just he's got ev- every part of the game. It's there. He's so we don't need to spend the whole leaf hour talking about it. Hey, guys, you know Nathan McKinnon's really good? <laughs> yeah. But no, he's awesome. All right.
Let's go to Sheldon Keefe for our first Kippers Clipper of the Week. Uh, and I guess just tonight, you know, it's it's a different type of game than than the ones we've played uh, here recently. We, you know, I thought, frankly, for most of the game, I thought we were pretty overwhelmed. Uh, but I thought we, we didn't break, you know. And um, while they had a lot of those pushes, our guys were uh, competing hard, blocking shots, boxing out, um, fighting through fatigue. Uh, so that gives you a chance because you don't, you don't allow them uh, to really blow the game open, and then we just stay with it. Uh, obviously, got a great push at the end of the second period that sets us up for the third. And then again, they tie it in the third, but we don't break, we don't panic, just stay with it. Power play gets its opportunity and makes good. So that's you know, a, it's a pretty good recipe to, to beat a really good team on the road at the end of a long trip. Interesting choice of words, overwhelmed. Yeah, it is interesting. They're fast. Through the neutral zone. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what he's talking about. But Yeah, they go up 2 nothing too, right? Mm-hmm. You know, early in the game. It could feel like maybe the game was getting away a little bit. But that's another example of the power play stepping yeah. in and reestablishing, okay, we're not out of this game. Bertuzzi gets one in the, you know, the first period there, and all of a sudden you're right back in it. Tyler Bertuzzi, what do they say? First Leaf uh, to score a hat trick on his birthday in history? Yeah. We're getting really strange with these. It's totally one of those weird Why? baseball Why stats. Is that's to me. weird. That's a crazy. That's cool. Well, it's cool, it's, but it's also like what is it? Okay. So a man scoring a hat trick in the National Hockey League on his birthday is not worth noting. I don't it's worth know. noting for sure. It's, just, it's not worth noting. It's think? an oddity. It's a freak show yes. moment. It's not like I don't know. This guy on his birthday, you can't contain Vertuzzi on we, birthdays. It doesn't tell us anything. That's back all. in like you know. Check on who scored, like, on their wedding anniversary next. Did you guys know? Yeah. What else can we do? Crosby was a bum on Valentine's Day throughout (laughs) his career. Worst Valentine's Day player (laughs) in history. (laughs) (laughs) What else can we do? Hey, St. Paddy's Day is coming up, Sammy. Anybody score on St. Paddy's Day? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I can think of is my Corolla, boys. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it. Birthday or not. You know, Sammy had the question for me before the show, and I'll steal your question yes, here if it. I may. Yes. How many of the Tyler Bertuzzi hat trick goals would you have finished standing where he stood? So back door from Marner, yes. front of the net from Nylander, well, jam one in off the rush. Judging by the ones that Bertuzzi has missed this year, <laughs> I'd say none. I, I did say he has shown us he can miss from good spots too. So happy has, to see him go in. He, but, he gets in the right spot. Yes. And all of those. The the hockey gods owed him. They owed him. Yeah, yes, he is for sure. Still owed more. But you know what was interesting Saturday night is that when he wasn't scoring, yes. and this is to your analytics world, JB, yeah. his numbers were always way better when he wasn't scoring than they were Saturday night when he scored three. Yeah, like five on five. That Max, his line got crushed. Right. I. Caved yeah. in five yeah. on five. Yeah. They did not look good five on five, and they they did not uh, have any type of uh, five on five pressure, but they, lo and behold, he still ends up with a hatcher. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where you pay attention to process versus results and go, okay, you can't play like that against good teams and always that's come out the overwhelmed. On top. Overwhelmed yeah, part that uh, Sheldon's it. talking about. Yeah. But what's funny is their fourth line has actually been really good since uh, Reeves has been playing with Camp and Holmberg. That line has controlled, 
think they they're up three nothing wow. in goals and heavy heavily out shooting their opposition. Holmberg's and, a mule. I, him and Kampf together have really good numbers. I wouldn't be surprised if they like, there are was, stuck there, together. There was one out. play that Holmberg uh, in the offensive zone kicked it up to himself about two or three times in the yeah. corner, and yeah. ended up deep and like that's. That's a presence. Well, like now, I think now with McMahon on that with there, that could be a line. With those two guys looking and playing heavy, now you start thinking about better balance if you end up going against Florida at some point. For me, that's the best sign I've seen out of the Leafs in the last two weeks mm-hmm. is Holmberg and McMahon look bigger and heavier to balance out this, this lineup. McMahon... For sure. And just to go back to Holmberg and Camp, Camp last year, remember the, all the conversation about how good he was with Angval and how bad yeah. he was without Angval? Yeah. That was like a big conversation when they traded Angval and his numbers kind of fell off. Maybe Holmberg is kind of doing the Angval impression he for just him. Like, works like a guy, with a yes, style of 100%. Guy. That's yeah. just, I, I don't know. He's just looked way better since he's gotten him yeah. on his. But McMahon drops his shoulder, goes to the net really hard at least twice a game. He's catching guys off guard with how fast he is. So, yeah, do you impressed. think it's sustainable, McMahon, looking this good? Like, do you think this is like, have they found a guy that they can use on a third line? <sighs> so not, you're asking them $64,000 question. Is yeah, it sustainable? Know. Is it, yeah. you know, where is he in his head? Is it, is it a maturity that just needed to get to this point? Does he realize how he has to come to work every day, whether it's practice or, or the game and be – in a situation where you think my next shift could be my last one. Sounds like he's one of those hockey, I don't know what to call them weirdos, but like, you know, he's green smoothies and discipline and doing the right things Are off we, the ice. McMahon you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, like he's one of those guys that, like John Tavares, like this is his it, thing. It takes a certain mindset to, to play a, a bottom six role where you sometimes got to do some dirty things and, Look guys in the eye, a face wash, uh, an FU and a scrum. Can yeah. you play that role? Is someone going to call you on it? And if they call you on it, are you ready to take the next step? Or are you going to take two steps backwards? Like so much out of that uh, mm-hmm. equation comes into play when you, when you want to play that type of role. Game this in, game happened. out. This just happened with someone where he, he got in a little jolly match. Because he, you know, this is not his nature. Well, that's, you know, I remember in, in you college, telling me it's that. It's not like a but thing. He's, he's doing a pretty good impression. He is. Well, the, the fact that, to me, you know, we talk about the different kinds of toughness. That he'll go to the net front. That he'll finish his checks. Yeah. As long as he's able to stand in there and, you know, with, with guys. I don't need him to fight anyone. But, you know, just be tough on the in, within the gameplay. Can I ask you guys just about the bottom six? About how convinced you are on all these sort of guys we're talking about, the Holmbergs, the McMahons, you know, the Reeves, if you want, the Gregors, that they can be playoff contributors? Or how many guys do you think they need? Maybe there's a better way to ask it. How many guys do you think they need for the bottom six heading into playoffs? Like, are they adding multiple guys to this thing, or are they going to go with these? You want to go first? Sure. I don't think they're going to add too many guys. I, I just... You know, given the amount of assets they have and what they want to do, I you know I, I think they're talking themselves into a McMahon and a Holmberg and those because guys. Because I am, I am. Well, yeah, and and what are you going to go get that's better than you know what Bobby McMahon might do? He might shoot yeah, it. Yeah, you're not. Skate. Yeah, you're not because uh, this is these are your guys. You've developed them. You've put time into them, mm-hmm. and you do not bail on them now. Yeah. 
and they don't even have the resources to, even if they wanted to upgrade in that position, they've, there's too many holes that they've got to plug first. That's not their priority. One thing I do wonder is right now, um, Kelly Arncroft is waiting to come back in. They're at the 23 man roster limit when he comes back, which should be very soon or Joe Wall as well, or he may be back now. But either way, they're at 23 man limit. When these guys come back, you're going to have to drop someone. So, and Yarncroft's close. Yarncroft's close. Uh, potential this weekend, maybe early next week. Yeah. yeah. So, one of the only guys who's waiver exempt is Nick Robertson. You're not sending Robertson down to the Marlies at this point. He's become no. an established NHL no. guy. And you're you're still trying to move him. Well, see, that's where I'm going. Yes. Yeah. You're still trying to move is him. Is that I wonder if the health of these guys coming back expedites a trade? Because you don't want to wave guys, send them down, like, you know, devalue this guy by calling him an yeah, NHL. Yeah. If if there's a trade to be made, they're going to pull it no matter what the lineup is or who's coming back. I, I think it's, at this point, irrelevant. But if there's not a trade to be made for, for tree living right now, then you're just going to move Reeves out and put Yarncroc into the lineup. You move Reeves, like, would you have to wave him, though, to free up a concrete? Mm-hmm. Whatever, sorry, yeah, a if you do, yeah. n- not a problem. Yeah, because no one's claiming him. And if they do, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, do we want to hear Keith on Bertuzzi? Yeah, we're for giving sure. Some love to him. Let's go to clip three and hear what Sheldon had to say. Oh, I think it can only it can only help. Of course, I think <clears throat> we saw that you know when he scored his first one in a long while uh, before we came out on the road trip. I think mean, that's where it sort of started, and that that builds to one like this. I mean, you look at the the types of goals that he scored here tonight. He's been getting those shots and those chances all season long, and the puck hasn't fallen for him. Uh, so that's why you just kind of stay with it. And obviously we've increased his opportunity to get even more of those types of looks. But, um, you know, we're chill for him. Those are the kind of goals that we've come to expect from him through his career. And, and that's, you know, I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago before it even started coming in. Is I, I believe this guy's, like, uh, he's a gamer. Um, and those pucks are going to come for him. He's going to do all that he can to, to come through for us. And uh, thrilled that it happened here on his birthday. Uh, on a night when we weren't at our best and we needed that type, that type of an effort. See? Did you see... Uh, birthday matters, did, did you see Max Domi singing to I him did. off the plane? I, I did. did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, he sang, he did like his... I, I will say, if you're interested in this kind of thing, I don't, I don't follow him, but if you're interested in the inside look at the Leafs locker room through like uh, Instagram, yeah. Domi's doing a lot. Yeah? Like he's really, he does videos from the room and like he's, he's very active on Instagram, which I feel like is something that none of them really are. Right. So if you want a little peek inside, you can go to Domi's cool. Instagram. Yeah. The um, uh, as far as Sheldon's concerned, uh, the only difference is Sheldon. You got him on the number one power play unit now. Yeah. That's that's the difference maker. Yeah. That changed everything for this guy. It does. He is a power play guy. He I, makes five and a half million dollars. I told you the year he scored thirty, he led the Red Wings in power play ice time for the year. That's where he did a lot of his damage to get to 30s. So do you give him credit for finally making the move, or yeah. do you take away from how long it took for him to get there? Yes. That's the I, question. It's Both. so obvious that like, he needed to find – Sheldon needed to do one of two things. Mm. Put him on a power play, number one power play, earlier, or developed a second unit – which he never did. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him for not doing that. I mean, 
No. That's a, a matter of taste. But to me, you know, the NHL, yeah. I, I don't want to see Matthews you, and Marner coming off the ice after 55 seconds. I would like to, you, I, but they yeah, just don't, you, you they don't do, do it. You do need, you can't, you can't have them play uh, all two minutes. No, but every successful yeah. power play in the NHL has their best guys on the ice for as long as the Leafs. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, I personally would like two units, yeah. but I'm not going to blame them for doing what every other team does. Yeah. The, um, but the, what, it, what it has done for Bertuzzi now is alleviate the pressure to score when he's not on a power play. Yes, I agree with that. That's yeah. the mindset of that type of guy. When you're not getting any looks on a power play, you are squeezing your stick like crazy five on five. That's gone now totally for him. Totally up to just play. And not worry, really about, nice. not worry about getting looks now because he will get looks. You're playing with one of the best passers in the world and Mitch Marner right now. All you got to do is take one, two steps off the post yeah. and put it in your open net now. How yeah. about uh, maybe put a body on 16 there, Avalanche? Yeah, Let uh, walk in like Mitch Marner named the NHL's second star of the week. Who was first? Uh, Kaprizov. Kaprizov, yeah, had uh, six and six for 12. Oh, okay. <laughs> in four All right, games. okay then. I take it back. But Mitch had one and nine for 10 in his four games. Um, obviously very good. So Mitch went into Saturday night, I think, with seven consecutive uh, multi-assist games. Mm. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky had the NHL record at eight. Mitch shoots the puck, and it gets redirected by Nyes and hits the crossbar mm. to tie Wayne Gretzky's record. And I, I even thought the one he scored was tipped. What's funny is it's another multi-point game that he had, yeah. right? He just had a goal instead to to ruin the streak. But, yeah, pretty I, impressive stuff. I, the the I, He's an alien that the edge work, the edge work on that goal where he's going back towards the net, cuts it back around with his legs open somehow yeah. and fires it across his body. It's, yeah, I got misshaped ass of tablums. That's your hip uh, ball. My, my can't do that. Yeah, no, but his, do that. his edge work is just both want to uh, still convince me that uh, the Leafs should trade him for Sid Crosby. Yeah. I just don't. You still do it? Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but he had four points and a 7-6 win for the pe- the Penguins <laughs> okay. yesterday. I'm still Just, doing it. All right. Yeah, I'm still okay. doing it. I'm, I'm not. Still doing it. And I, know. I love Sid. I know. We, we all love Sid. I know. Um, I want to make a point about one of the reasons I think this lineup working the way it is with Tavares in that on that third line spot is a strength of Sheldon Keefe, which we don't get to see much because he hasn't had much beyond his top five guys. Is when some, he believes in someone who's kind of out of the top, whatever, he works them in really well, like just gets them extra minutes. Tavares on that third line is now getting run with Matthews and Marner. He played, I think, three shifts with them on Saturday yeah. night. The whole spot due to him. Yeah, and like, and we've complained about Nyes maybe not being, you know, quite ready for first line left wing. Yeah, that's an interesting solution to say, hey. Tavares, we're going to get you up to 18 minutes by giving you some run with these guys, and they have been dominant in those minutes. They actually drew the penalty that led to the game-winning uh, power play goal. So, Did you notice on one of those shifts when Tavares got the puck in the high slot and he had Matthews and Marner both like standing there like this, and he just... Wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's a guy. Call like, my own number yeah, again. You know, I, I don't get many shifts anymore. I'm a third-line center, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> All right. You want to touch on uh, the second and third lines now with Sheldon? It's sure. A, it's a good clip. Uh, so that's why I put her in there. So well, it's a – let's play it. All right, Derek. There, yeah. Clip eight. Uh, I don't think it's been a perfect um, 
experiment here so far, but but uh, certainly we've been getting good results in terms of the team winning and guys have been producing and feeling good. I still think there's a ways to go uh, for each of those lines to, to, to develop uh, chemistry. I think for the most part, both lines have been getting outchanced uh, when they're out there, and that's something we've got to really manage, but uh, they've been doing enough to, to, to make sure that the goals are on the right side of it at least, but there's lots uh, inside of the chemistry there with those guys and their line mates and the matchups and assignments that they have that I think they can continue to do a better job of. A little hard on them. Yeah. I think he's just trying to reel it in a bit. The, the hype train yes. is out of control. Yeah. Right? With these new lines and everything, and everything gets so micro-examined. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, they still got, they, they suck, kind of. But we've won seven in a row. Yeah. So where are you guys now uh, in terms of a trade deadline that is less than two weeks away? Mm-hmm. In terms of top nine now, if you were to start the first round of the playoffs and these were your top three lines, not good enough. Against I need Florida? A center. Against Florida? Well, I mean, overall, we could feel a lot better about what we've seen in the last three weeks. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. But here's the but. Are you confident that this lineup can get you deep in the playoffs? Buddy, you might, every go, time, you might go six against Florida instead of four now. Every time I see Bertuzzi, Domi, and Nylander, and they get hemmed in their D zone for half a second, it's it instant becomes looking through the fingers territory. Like, I don't love that as a line. I like all the players, but, like, I need more of a conscience somewhere out there. I don't know. Do you feel like they still that they can do it with this group? Uh, Nick no, Robertson no. is currently I, in the nine, by the way. And that's, yeah, I, I think I think they're... They're in need of another top nine forward. Yeah. Can I give you a name? We haven't talked about this and it's totally random, but the Islanders have gone to pot. I don't know if you've noticed that. They lost the last couple games. They're oh, nine. I was going to bring that up uh, a little were? later in the show. <laughs> They're nine points out of a playoff spot yeah. now. Wow. They the, old, have... the old coach, you, you see the, uh, sometimes you yeah. pull it and it works. Yeah. Sometimes you pull it and she don't Now, work. are you here to suggest to me that uh, the Leafs should try to pick loose pocket a little bit here? I am. I mean, I. So, do you want the insane name or do you want like the realistic name? Uh, Both, please. Anders Lee. No, Brock Nelson. Brock Nelson. Six three two fifteen yes. scores thirty five goals a year, three straight years. He's on pace for for thirty five plus goals. Yeah, uh, he has. A, uh, he's perfect. He has a year and a half left yeah. on his contract, so the rest of the season and another playoff run, he only makes six million. So I maybe you need to retain whatever, but you can figure that part out. Oof, that's I mean, expensive. It would. C- How old is he? Thirty-five. Thirty-two. 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 Another year. I mean, it would cost see, everything you got. See that to me, like okay, like is he a difference maker for you to win the Stanley Cup? He has scored twenty-two goals in his last fifty-five playoff games. Yes. Is he a difference maker for you to win the Stanley Cup? Yes. So why wouldn't Lou ask you for Cowan? He would. 100%. And he probably knows all about Cowan. Now. And I, I'd probably we, say yes. If, 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 if <laughs> we're you, doing this again? If, yeah, oh, we no, are no, doing no, it again. No, no. We are doing it again. <laughs> not again. 100%. I'm not, I'm not backing off no. this. I'll I'm not some, backing it off. i big trades going here soon, boys. Okay. Yeah. That is, like, that's a name that makes me feel like he's at the top of the list for what, the Leafs could use mm-hmm. in, in a lot of different situations. Yeah. So my earlier point, how much are you all in on 
on you thinking right. that, that, that guy could make a difference to beat the Florida Panthers or, you know, win a Stanley Cup. He's very effective in front of the net. Like, he's, he is unfortunately another guy who score, shoots first, asks questions later, but... Um, yeah, he's, he'd be a nice one. The other ones I'm not interested in really like Palmieri, um, it, you know, he'd be available as kind of a veteran. Adam Henrique, Henrique for sure is another one that is uh, garnering a lot of attention, but I'm not doing Cowan for him. We, uh, and my favorite that I will bring up again is Yanni Gord, but I know, love Yanni. Gord. I know you guys hate, hate when I bring I don't up. think. No, I love yeah. no, Kipper gets, Yanni Kipper, Gord Kipper president. Gets, Kipper gets, <laughs> I like, he, just, yeah. he just shoots it down every time. So I, I don't even know why I'm no, bringing up. You got a better sad. chance of getting Wenberg out of <laughs> Seattle than yeah, you right, do right. Gord. Yeah, I get it. I just love Gord. Gord. I know. I know. But uh, he also makes quite a bit of money, Gord. Five something? Five, yeah. 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 But yeah, I get it. That's yeah. That guy can play anywhere. Mm-hmm. You certainly can. So, so yeah, there's there's some. And, in- and for the record, you you, you would trade Cowan for him, for one for one. Nelson, if if you could move money out or make sure that the money fits in the salary cap, that's a type of trade that yeah. you would give up Cowan for. Ugh, I hate saying yes, but you got okay. yeah yeah. yeah okay. and you gotta take some risks. Right. Risks. So he is. Yeah, he, I'm uh, with you, buddy. What has right, he even done in junior? It's not like he's set the point streak for the most storied franchise in the CHL or anything. He's not even, like, playing that no well. No one's saying he's oh, not good. Sorry, he's going to be great in four years, but... No, hey, yeah. listen. Hey, you'll be selling your Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> your lease will be up when, when you're Benz Cowan, before he Your lease 20. will be up, okay, when Cowan is helping I, you win a Stanley Cup with the Leafs. I got to tell you right now, I'd trade him for sure. Like, I really would. I, I really have no connection. I don't mind. Like you said, when he's contributing, you know, that's Matthews might not even be here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to do it. But, All right. But Brock Nelson, he's pretty good. Pretty good. No, maybe not enough pretty for good. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to maybe pull out a few more names here, including after the break, we'll talk about the goaltending situation. The Leafs are getting healthier in that department. So much more on our Leaf edition of the real Kipper and Bourne show. Don't go away. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkus Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. All right, maybe... Um, Can I flag something with you yeah, about, but, about the trades? Because we were just talking about a potential Islanders trade, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so, blue connections. Like, I'm sure he's not thrilled to be trading with the Leafs. Another potential seller that's got some good pieces. Now the Islanders. I'm not, oh, sorry, the, the Penguins with the Dubas connection. I'm not sure he's going to be helping you out. And then the Flames. Like, that's not allowed either. Like, you think Lou's mad at Shanny for picking dudes over him type of thing? So now well, you can't trade with the Penguins, the Islanders, and the Flames? I'm kind of worried about it here. <laughs> it's actually not a bad point. I don't know. Is that, not, is that not a valid concern? Lou's been around so long yeah. that I cannot believe that How he would. Oh. Yeah, he, you know you don't think? He, he'll pull the trigger on anything he thinks he's getting one up yeah. on. You don't think it's an extra pick, the leaf tax? Maybe. Yeah, okay. That's but something I thought about during break. If you're in, you're in. Right. If you want a guy, you want a guy. All right. Mm-hmm. All good. All right. And there are some believers, Sammy, that uh, Cowan won't need three or four years to, to get to, 
to start playing with uh yeah yeah with uh Austin yeah two years yeah maybe I don't know I think I don't know if you want to like you want to rush this kid either. I get it, Sammy. You're all hot and horny over his <laughs> records. I'm not hot. You're calm down, Sam. London Knights records. You, yeah, you love he, it. He is like I'm wearing an Owen Sound shirt today. <laughs> like, I, I can't stand everything he's about. Like this, that plays this, into this my. This guy was nowhere near the first round. The Leafs went off the charts. Everybody told him they were nuts. Mm. And now you're at the point where hey, the Leafs made a great pick. Mm-hmm. And it's because Leaf fans haven't had a prospect like this in a really long time because they haven't had first round picks. Like you had Nyes, he's a second round pick, but I, I I don't think it's the same as for a college guy as it is for an OHL guy. You know, Robertson had yeah. a bit of hype, but this is the first real OHL London night yeah. in the news every day type prospect they've had in a while. So that's why they're all hot bothered. I'm not one of them, Kipper. I'd trade them. All right. Well, I'll drive again, to the airport. Has to be the right guy. <laughs> Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, where are you guys now uh, since, I guess, Samson has been called up? Is that is that what we say? Since being called up? Yeah, I, I don't know. I want to... <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, here so we go. Here we go. He made you a little nervous Saturday night? Buddy, everything they shot went through him and just... I don't think it'll change at all between now and game one in the playoffs. I like, know. he can hold his own and there's some times when he does make really good saves... The damage from the first 50 games of this season will not allow you, no matter what he does, to relax. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah, burn me once. However, this is not just emotional scarring. This is real. Since the All-Star break, when everyone's like, Samsonov's found it now, he's an 897 save percentage. He wins all the time because the Leafs are really good. I mean... Yeah. He is, they are winning not because of him, but because he's been fine. He's gonna, been fine. I can't, but I mean, listen to me. I'm praising London Knights and <laughs> praising goalies, but I think he deserves a little more credit than that. I do. Okay. I think he's had some pretty good games since he's come back. There's I been will moments, give you pretty good. There's been moments where he's, you know. Sammy, don't tell me that unless you're telling me that I'll be fine with him being our number one starter in the playoffs. Well, then you got something. I think for you want what, to give him credit for just doing enough, or you know, yes. it's like Kipper, he was the means worst, nothing to us. He was the worst qualified goaltender in the NHL. We all so, said that he so was now never he looks play another somewhat game. like an NHLer. Yes, and no, I think he's an NHLer good again. for today. But do you trust him to start be, to be your goalie, Sammy, for your Toronto Maple Leafs when puck drops in Game One? No. <laughs> You know, we, we thank did, you. But he was thank really, you for at least being honest. He was really good in the first round. He was the main reason they won Game Six against Tampa in Tampa. He, he stood was, on his head. He was good. The you know going into just this show, Sam and I are sitting there chatting, and I said about the Oilers, you know, about how they're kind of struggling. I was like, you know, that sixteen game winning streak of theirs was unbelievable, and they're obviously an excellent team. But you look at the teams they beat. I think they beat three playoff teams and thirteen non playoff teams. That's the Leafs right now. They've won seven in a row, but they beat up on the Blues, the Flyers, the Ducks, the Blues, the Coyotes. Like, yeah, Samsonov has been an 897 against non-playoff teams. Did I'm they, sorry for not being all the did, way back on did, Samsonov. Did they catch Vegas at a bad time? Yes. yes. Vegas has lost in a shootout to the Sens. Well, the Sens are the, the hottest team every year in February, so 
It's, yeah, right. <laughs> they're the best February they're, team they're once the, the season's oil, over. They're the 85 Oilers of February. Yeah. All right, let's pick up Sheldon on Samsonov's effort Saturday night. Obviously, Sammy uh, in net battled real hard tonight and kept it out, gave the guys hope. It's, again, end of, end of, a, end of a long trip um, where a lot of things have been going our way. Uh, you know, you're going to need a, a night where the goalie's going to have to make some saves and, and give you reasons to continue to dig in. There's a lot of fatigue here tonight, some, I'm sure, because of the trip and all, and some, you know, that's inflected because of the opponent and, and uh, you know, and the type of game they're playing and, and how they're asserting themselves. So, All right. So not, not huge praise, but battled. Yeah. He gave him Sammy praise. Yeah, he battled. He battled. Right. Just enough to, if he's listening, he's... Exactly. Yeah. Bad. He, wasn't, he wasn't mean. No. Yeah. No. But I would call the praise tepid. Okay. Luke. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Sammy. Yes. So, uh, listen, it, big fork in the road, all star break for yeah. him. Yeah. No, I mean, his, career, his career looked like it was, you know, in jeopardy at one point. They now, patched it together with the goalies, boy. Like they season. got that week of Martin Jones, which you look back on. And he was like, unbelievable. How did that happen? I don't know. But now, Joseph Wool plays a game for the Toronto Marlies, makes 36 saves on 37 shots. Not sure if you guys watched the highlights or not, but the other team... I saw someone fall on him. Yeah, they were on him all night. Great. Like, there's like six clips of them running into him. Um, and Wool made 36 of 37. So, you can't tell me he's not ready to play tonight. Okay, let's, go to, uh, no let's yeah. go to Sheldon on an update on Joe Wool. Well, today was, uh, was an important day just to get him back uh, with the NHL guys and see where he's at after last week. And uh, I, he, looks, he looks good, uh, says he feels good. Um, but uh, since the practice has ended, I haven't had a chance to talk to the medical team or anything what, about what comes next. But uh, for today, just in order to get a full assessment on, on Wall, the, uh, you know, we had Jones just do a goalie session. We want to keep it just two goalies on the ice to give them each their own net. And um, it'll be sort of a, a day-to-day thing here as we're getting Joe back up to speed and, and managing the three guys. So we've got tomorrow night Vegas, mm-hmm. Thursday night Arizona, a game that uh, we're scheduled to work. We are. Oh, nice one, boys. Yeah. I would, I would expect to see Joseph Wall on the bench tomorrow night and a possibility to start Thursday. That'd be good. I like storylines when we're working. Makes a lot nice. of makes a lot of sense to me. Like yeah. you don't you don't rush him back. I mean Vegas is banged up, but they're still Vegas. Mm-hmm. And then give him the the easier one on Thursday coming back. Well, yeah, no, it does make a lot of sense for a return start for him. So we're looking at a few days away. Um, you know, how do you feel about how much time he has left for to playoffs? Where the trade deadline sits nine days yeah. after his first start? Like, is it just? We're just going to cross the fingers. I will tell you that uh, there's plenty of time in the season for Leaf Nation to get really excited about him. What if he gives up six on nine (laughs) shots on Thursday night, and then he does it again the next night, and then it's March 7th? What if (laughs) we can do a whole new show called What If? We should. That should be a segment where I create Tuesday scenarios. I actually love that segment. (laughs) I'm going to do that. What if? The what ifs. What if my aunt? <laughs> I actually heard a Don Cherry quote from back in the day. Yes, I believe that's it. But, again, it's shaping up that this is 
what we have, and this is what we're going with, and let's roll the dice. This reminds me of your parents being like, that's what's for dinner, and you're going to eat it. You know? <laughs> and you're going no, yeah. to like it. And you're going to like it. Yes. Yeah. I didn't mention that. making you something else. Spaghetti this, again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is what you're eating, kids. Now, how quickly can Joseph Wall kind of find a little bit of magic here like he did? Uh, Do you want him to find it yet? Mm. Listen, you'll take anything at any time. The magic. Because it has on occasion disappeared on a few of us over our careers. So <laughs> you never you, found it, pal. You, you you want you want Joseph to come back and uh and, and feel as, as good as well as he can. And then you hope that uh he can hit that level that we saw a week before he got hurt, which was off the charts yeah. goaltending. I think he's really good. I do and, too. and I think if I had one worry, it's not performance. It's injury. For sure. I, 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 if you put him in the net there and he stays healthy, they are a much well, better Super team. confident guy. I mean, you looked at him in the playoffs last year. He just looks like... You also protect yourself against that as best you can between Sheldon, uh, Brad Tree Living, and, and Brendan. Like and carrying that, three. And that, well, carrying three, yes. And more importantly, that... You map out, what do they have, 26 games to 25. go? 25 games to go. Wow. You they... have a scenario right now where he ain't playing three and four and you're not overtaxing him no matter how good he looks. Straight tandem here. here you are yeah. building towards game one. So there's, there's no time to try to get him to go on a heater like the rest of the team. You have to include Samsonov here. And lo and behold, I told you guys months ago, and you laughed at me. Laughed. We laughed. (laughs) 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 Laughed at me when I told you Matt Murray is not out of the picture here. Let's listen to Sheldon Keith clip six. Matt Murray update. I think he's making making great progress. He's seeing pucks now and uh, getting his work in. So he's he's been a he's been very consistent in here and putting in his work and and uh, and they've been happy with his progress. And I know he's he's been hard at it. And he and Curtis have started to really connect and and build out a plan for on the ice. Could, uh, all I hear is salary cap sabotage. That's all I hear. It would he, just could he just ruin stop? Their could he just stop doing that? Could he stop making great progress? I know why. You, because you, of the salary cap, he he's gonna make four million or whatever, and you gotta send him down. You only need to bury one point, whatever. Like no, if he's no, healthy, no, aren't no. they in trouble? No, there's no salary cap issues here. So he won't, he's not coming back before the playoffs or something. He won't come back before the playoffs. Okay, I, I would believe that. Uh, I would believe that he'd play with the Marlies, okay, and be in a position to be your third goalie come playoff time. What's what's so hard? It's Wall, Samsonov, and Murray. Just like and, and last year. If you need to send, that went well. if you need to put Jones back down there, you put Jones back down there. Okay. Yeah, I guess as, as long as it's not at risk of sabotaging their cap plans. No, this no, they're season. too smart for that. Yeah, that's not. It's a non-issue here. Okay. And everything's going to happen after the trade deadline. Any chance they're having him ready to go in in terms of being able to trade him at the deadline? I don't know. Yeah. Like, Matt Murray? Yeah. I would believe that 
no one would probably right. take a, a chance on him. Yeah. And for what? Like, what's the point of giving him away? I don't know if it, like, changes something with their LTIR or whatever. I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think it's an issue. Okay. I don't think it'll be anything uh, that uh, that uh, sets the, the salary cap further back than okay. it, it already is. You put my heart at ease with that because I'm seeing these him. I'm like, oh, that, that would put that would be a fly in the ointment. Listen, I got to remind people this guy is not 34, or 35. He's a young guy still. He's got brand new hips. And hey, if we've learned anything about new hips, Patrick Kane, you know, he's looking like a hockey player again. It's possible these days with the surgeries to come back and be decent. Well, there you go. Uh, yarn Croc, what are they saying about Yarn Croc? Uh, close. Close. Gonna practice, gonna be on the ice with the morning skate tomorrow with the guys, aiming for this weekend or early next week, apparently, which Quick. creates a roster. Yeah. Issue. They gotta do something. Quick question before we end our Leafs hour. The Toronto Maple Leafs mm. are, they have a game in hand on Boston or on Florida and two on Boston. Let's say they were to win it. If they were to win that game, they would be four points behind Florida with 25 games to go and five behind Boston with a game in hand. Yeah. Any thoughts on the Atlantic division being still open? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah why not? Yeah. I mean, I game in hands help. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're is, not, is Florida going to hit a bit of a rut here? You, Boston play, has, they play Edmonton them. has the Leafs play Florida. I want to say three times still. Two, at least twice. Yeah, twice. So in Boston, again, is really kind of starting to stumble. They're 3-3-4 three, three, and four in their last 10 games. I, right. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Still it's a lot. Still a lot on the table. Yep. Just Leafs throwing it out there. Back in the top 10 in the league. Look out. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to welcome back uh, Eric Francis, senior columnist uh, with Sportsnet. And he's going to tell us how close Tanev is to being a Toronto Maple Leaf. Oh, that's nice. More when we return on The Real Kipper and Bourne Show.